Missing? What do you mean it's missing? And how can that even be? We'll talk about that today on Bible Talk. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining me for Bible Time. Did you know that in the New International Version of the Bible, there are verses missing? In fact, in many of the modern language versions of the Bible, there are verses missing. We're going to talk about why today. But first of all, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, you see I have this Today's Parallel Bible. And I know you can't see this on the podcast, but in it, it has four columns. And in these four columns, there are four different translations of the Bible. There's the King James Version, the New International Version, the New Living Translation Version, and the New American Standard Bible. This is called a parallel Bible because it has different translations. A lot of times there will be just two in parallel, but this particular one has four, and you can study the Bible and then see in different language how it's written to kind of get a better understanding. But if we go to Matthew chapter 18, and if I begin at verse 10, in the King James Version, it says, Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you, that is in heaven, their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. And then verse 11, For the Son of Man has come to save that which is lost. And then it goes on to verse 12, talking about the 99 that are lost. Now, if I read the New International Version, verse 10 says, See that you do not look down on one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Then verse 12 begins, what do you think if a man owns a hundred sheep? Now, why is verse 11 missing? This is actually one of many verses in the New Testament that is missing from modern English versions. The reason is the process that the Bible it goes through to put it together is called textual criticism. What the authors of each individual translation did was they would look at all of the information available to them. And in 1611, 410 years ago, when the King James Version was first created, many of the manuscripts we now have available to us today were not available back then. And those manuscripts that we have are older than the ones that they had in 1611. Therefore, it is believed they are more authentic. When a document that is, say, 100, and 100 200, maybe even f- a, almost a 1,000 years older, suddenly appears and it doesn't have certain language in it, it can be assumed that that language was added after the original author wrote the message. You have to remember, they didn't have computers. They didn't have printing presses. They didn't have newspapers back in the day when the Bible was written. So people would write hand write on papyrus or some other type of, of paper. They would hand write each letter, each jot and tittle, if you will, of the entire Bible. And people painstakingly copied from one to another. At times, there would be someone who thought, this needs a little more information. And they would add words like, for the Son of Man has come to save the lost into what they were writing down. Whether it was their own thoughts or whether God inspired them to add it is really beyond the point right here. The original intent of the Bible that was spoken to the people who wrote it down, God inspired them and that's what they wrote. If a letter was changed, if a word was changed or something was added afterwards, 
we need not argue whether that makes the Bible true or not. Now, some will immediately use this to throw out the Bible, and that's fine. Because there's one verse in the Bible that I always fall back on, and that is that the righteous will live by faith. And my faith tells me that God inspired people to write the Bible, and I don't need to argue whether missing verses in a modern translation makes it not worthy or not. There are actually people who will only read and say you can only study, you should only study the King James Version because it has all these extra verses. But the problem with that is it doesn't use the Dead Sea Scrolls that were found in 1948, I believe it was, or 49. And they're older. The Qumran community was really good at copying what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and and others had written. And they got the original context a lot better. So God made it possible that we found these Dead Sea Scrolls in the late 40s so that we can modernize our word. Now, another thing, when God was telling Matthew, start writing what you saw, what you witnessed about Jesus, he didn't say, Matthew, stop. We're now starting chapter 18 and begin with verse 1. No, these were added with the King James Version to help readers understand the Bible better. So when the King James writers back in 1611 put their Bible together, they did so with chapter verse so that it made it easier to understand, but they did it with what they had. And at that time, it says, for the Son of Man has come to save the lost. But when the New International Version was written, it wanted to keep the chapter verse concept, which was a very good concept. But then it got to the point where we're not seeing for the Son of Man has come to save the lost written by the hand of Matthew or written by scribes who copied Matthew's text so we're not going to put it in there. And they make a little footnote at the bottom of the Bible. On most Bibles, they'll put a little footnote that says, this is not in some of the original text. Now, some translations like the New American Standard Bible, which tries to be as close to the original text as possible, even more so than the King James Version, it will put in brackets and then with a little footnote, or sometimes right within those brackets, this may not be in original manuscripts. They do that, for example, with John chapter 8 and Mark chapter 16. But it in no way means that we should throw out modern translations because they have painstakingly gone through the textual criticism to make the Bible what we are reading today. So is one better than another? Uh, No, the story is still the same. God created the world. He's brought forth his plan of salvation through Abraham and his seed through the line of David to Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, rose again on the third day, and then was resurrected and sent in after 40 days, went into heaven. And the apostle Paul taking that story wrote much, much of the New Testament. There's even some of his that are are not in there, like 2 Corinthians 13, 14, for example. Um, John in the book of Revelation has a, a verse eliminated. I don't recall what it is off the top of my head. So it's not just the synoptic gospels. The synoptic gospels being Matthew, Mark, and, and Matthew, Mark, and Luke, which in a sense copied or borrowed a lot of information from one another. Synoptic like being same as in synonym, optic being view. They had the same view. So they're that's why we see so many 
things that are alike in those Gospels, but a little bit different from different perspectives. But we'll get into that another time. So yes, you can trust any Bible that is the true Word of God. Now, I do want to say this for those King James onlyists, as they're called. I would like to know why the writers of the King James Version changed the word Pesach into Easter when it really means Passover. Every other English version uses the word Passover in the book of Acts. Um, I want to say chapter 12, verse 4, maybe 14, I can't remember. But it changes the word Pesach, which is Hebrew for Passover, into Easter, where every other translation uses Passover. I think that's a little more dangerous than adding a few extra verses that may not have been in original transcripts. But again, that's for another time as well. So that's your Bible time for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless. You've just listened to Bible Time. Two episodes come out every Tuesday and Saturday at 9 a.m. Thank you for listening.